Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, I'm Billy from the Total Screamers podcast. The Premier League's in full swing and that means it's time to throw on your club shirt and make sure that you don't take a nasty tackle below the waist. Our partners at Manscaped are here so you can stay clean and take care of yourself where it matters most. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all of your below the waist grooming needs with the code SCREAMERS20 at manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping on your order. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Total Screamers podcast. I'm Jake and today I'm joined by Adam Murphy. Adam, say hello, how are you doing? Hello everyone. So we're normally uh, joined by Simo for these sort of interviews, but he's, uh, he's calling sick, he's having a sick day. So uh, it's just us, Adam. Uh, so firstly, mate, how's it going? How's uh, how's lockdown life treating you, basically? Uh, about as well as it could be, to be honest. Um, I'm still trying to get out as much as I can, you know, going on runs, stuff like that, walking the dog. Um, I'm just, mate, I'm just, I'm waiting. I'm waiting until the clubs get back open, you know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, how, how, how have you been? You've been doing all right? Or? Yeah, all right, mate. Same year, same really. Trying to keep as busy as possible. Um, Adam, yeah. talk football. Way forward. It's what we do in this podcast. Yeah. So you're a Liverpool fan like me. Um bit of an indifferent season, I think, is a an understatement. Um, what have your thoughts been this year on Liverpool? Um, I think, well, well, for starters, if you'd have told us, you know, this is where we'd be come March at the start of the season, I'd have, mate, I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> um, but I think, given given the circumstances that we've been under, and that's not just the injuries to the squad but also with the COVID, um, the lack of fans, everything going on around us. I find it hard to get too sort of disgruntled mm. and too annoyed by the situation, if if that makes sense. 
And I'm sure there are probably Liverpool fans out there that have already had my head for saying things <laughs> like this. Um, you, you know, you know the guys I'm talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Those kind of the, the football Twitter kind. Um, you know that that the are already hanging the the clop out banners all <laughs> over the place, and it, it, it's, it's mental to me. You know, I think you, you, you. I look at it like this: so we we're in a situation by where we've had you know half the squad injured throughout different parts of the season, and I think if you take away the key players that we've had out from pretty much any other team in the Premier League. They have a, a completely disjointed season. You, you look at Man City, for example, mm. and just look at them last season. They lost Laporte for the season and they finished about 20 points behind us. Yeah. Um, so I think given all the factors, I've now sort of come to terms with the fact that, OK, we're probably not going to make top four. It might just be half. It might just have to be one of those where we sort of go, look, next season, we'll, you know, we'll get our get our shit together and uh, and, and we'll go again. Um as for the Champions League, there, I'm, I'm still hopeful. <laughs> Aren't we all? I, I agree with you, mate. I think a lot of there's a lot of fans out, supposed fans out there that are, you know, like you say, calling for Klopp's head, and, and the, the football Twitter is is definitely the worst. I mean, any genuine Liverpool fan, if isn't calling for Jurgen Klopp to go, <laughs> not at all. I think he's earned the right yeah. to have a bit of an off season with everything that's happened with Liverpool this year. Uh, like you say, Man City last season lost Laporte. Liverpool have lost three, four defenders. Um, you know, it's never gonna. No team in the world would lose their four centre halves and the midfielders then play in centre half and and finish anywhere near the title. It's, it's you know, and then lose those midfielders that were playing centre half. Exactly, as well. exactly, mate. Um, having to bring in you know players that were not going to be playing anywhere near the squad. You know, going to be out on loan and things like that. And players coming in and doing, I think, a, re- a really good job for their age, for their experience levels, um, you know. And I think Liverpool have, have made the best of a bad situation. The front three haven't helped, with, I think, with their lack of lack of form. But again, you know, they've scored however many goals over the past three or four years. So I think I think we're entitled to have a bit of an off season. <clears throat> yeah, it was, it's funny you mentioned that as well, actually, because. Numbers were obviously Firmino and Mane have been well off the pace mm. this season, um, and I don't really have an answer as to why that is. I guess you could always link it back to the system um, and how you know losing Henderson in midfield mm. and losing Fabinho in midfield that are so used to well Henderson, for example, winning the ball so high up, yeah. Fabinho winning all the aerial battles to help us just control the ball in the midfield to to sort of get them the ball more. Yeah. You could maybe link it to that, but I think to put it plainly, I don't really have like a full-on reason why Firmino and Mane haven't been firing this season. But Salah, when you look at his numbers... He, still ridiculously you know, good, mean, aren't they? Yeah, he, he's still the top goalscorer in the league, which seems ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. um, and yet he's already scored more goals than he did last season. I, I genuinely think, and I, I, you know, correct me if I seem like I'm sort of being outlandish in saying this... If we had the whole squad up and firing around him, I think he'd be on course for another 40 goal a season. I agree with you. Uh, you know, yeah, so similar to how he was when he first came in. Um, do you think, but that's just my view. while we're on Salah, do you think he gets a lot of unfair critics from Liverpool fans especially? I, I always find that Salah's not held in the regard of Mane and, and Firmino, considering the fact that, you know, he's got ridiculous numbers every season since he's been here. He scored massive goals. You know, if he doesn't score for two or three games, no one, everyone sort of gets on his back. But you know, Mane, Firmino, uh, you know, 
like you say, been terrible this season. In fact, in, in numbers terms, um, have not been anywhere near the same height and I've not really got any flack for that. Do you think there is a, a bigger case against Salah for some unknown reason? Yeah, no, I, I definitely do, and and I, I honestly, again, it's one of those things where it just it almost seems to be like the general media perception of Salah. Yeah, um, like even if you're looking outside of the Liverpool fan base, now I've got a lot of friends that are, that are sort of fans of rival clubs, and whenever I ask for their opinions on Liverpool front three, all of them put, especially Mane, yeah. so far ahead of Salah as if they're not even in the same bracket. Yeah. and to me, it. I, just, I can't understand where it comes from. I think the only possible explanation for it from my point of view is the standards that he set from joining the club were so high yeah. that, you know, as you say, even if he falls off for a couple of games, people are just on his back. Um, and and from the Liverpool fan base, again, you know, these are guys, these are people that are watching week in, week out. Yeah. And I can't, I, I understand where it comes from in the sense, I know Salah tends to lose the ball a lot more mm. than the other two. But then you could always flip it on its head and say, well, you know, that's because he's trying more. He's he's trying he's to get in the ball direct. more and you, things like that. Yeah. yeah, you look at you look at Bruno Fernandez for Man United. What like a revelation he's been for them. But if you look at how many times he loses the ball per game, he's always top of the list. Yeah. yeah, because he's the one trying things. He's the one trying to you know create something out of nothing. And I think that's that's where Salah gets a lot of unfair criticism as well. Um, and on top of that, you know the. There's the whole agenda around Salah about him and being a diver, which, mm. you know, to be fair, look, he goes down easy. I'll be the first one to admit that, but so does pretty much every other forward in the league. Harry Kane especially. Um, yeah, it always, <laughs> yeah I'd, I'd made a note um, just on that with the uh, with the game at the weekend, that how they, they I think, what did they label it as? Cute? Gary Neville, like yeah, that. he called it cute and uh, effective yeah. or something like that. And it was... <clears throat> yeah, whereas... We know, had that been Salah, <laughs> with days of scrutiny <laughs> about how much of a, yeah, of a diver he is. Um, so yeah, he, he does he does get a lot of unfair criticism. But we actually did a, um, we did like a, it wasn't like a f- big research topic, but for work we'd done this thing where we'd looked at all the players that had come into the Premier League from foreign countries. This is like excluding English players. Mm. Um and the parameters for the the leaderboard that we'd done, it was like um, how many trophies they'd won with the club, uh, where the club were doing um, on like a general scale in league position from before they arrived to after they arrived. Yeah. Uh, if they were a forward, it'd be like the number of goals, assists, you know, goal contributions they had to the team. If it was a defender, it was more looking at like the clean sheets and times like beaten or uh, being taken on or whatever. Um and I'll I'll try and find if if you can like leave a a link in into the description Definitely, of the yeah. podcast afterwards. I'll I'll try and find it for you. But we'd found that Salah would be ranked about eighth best player to ever join the Premier League from a foreign league based on I think it was about eight or nine different parameters. Um, and yet, you know, like you say, he's still massively scrutinised for so many different reasons. It just doesn't really make make much sense. That's mad, isn't it? Like all the names, the the names you can reel them off off your le- off your head. Who you know, great foreign yeah. Premier League players, and to come eighth. I think in that, it was about eight. It's ridiculous, especially yeah. considering he's got you know three or four, five years left at this level. I mean, he'll probably fly up that list in terms of stats, yeah, exactly. stats wise. And I think I think the reason Salah gets so much. Not hate, but not as much love, I think, as as Mane and, and Firmino is 
the other two, I think, do a lot more off the ball than Salah. So I can see that in that sense. You know, the other two track back a lot. Mane is always there, you know, helping Andy Robertson on that left-hand side where Salah's a little bit more, I'm just going to wait here <laughs> and leaving Trent, yeah. Trent exposed. Um, but, you know, normally Liverpool would get away with that because the likes of Henderson, Fabinho would be in the side to cover that. So it wouldn't really be noticed as much. And and, yeah. and again, this season, obviously losing them too has contributed to the fact that it's maybe being picked up a little bit more. I I almost thought as well that it was maybe an instruction as well, like because Mane naturally is just a bit better at tracking back and winning the ball from deep than Salah is. Yeah. So I always thought because Henderson plays on the right hand side, was it more of an instruction for Salah to just sort of linger for because he's a bit more dangerous yeah. um in, in the final third than Mane is. So I I don't even know if that is is necessarily down to to him. I, I know we've seen him more in recent games tracking back a little bit, and that you know that kind of links into what I was saying because Hen- Henderson's the holds not there, there yeah. Field, Henderson isn't there, um, and we we have seen Salah coming back a little bit more. So maybe that could be part of part of the reason for that too. Um, you know, it's it's just hotheads, just just uh, just trying to find any reason to to slander the club. Um, you know. I most of them probably support probably started supporting us like well like three years ago anyway yeah. so you know it's just one of them. No, I, I agree with you, mate. Um, anyone that's watched Liverpool for a long time does not think that Mo Salah is a a, a bad player by any stretch of the imagination. Um, so let's talk a little bit about you, mate. Obviously, you mentioned work and in sort of journalism and things like that. So how did you sort of get into that? that realm almost you know because it's one of those topics that everyone that everyone um, wants to do isn't it but not everyone can yeah, i suppose it's it was actually a really it wasn't a traditional way of getting into it um because and i don't want to go really like off topic or like too far away from football here but i was uh i was just finished my gcse's going in to do my as levels um oh, i can't remember what i picked now i think i picked like psychology <laughs> IT, PE, something like business studies or something, I think. Um, and I was, just, I was just trying to like, you know, just sort of grind my way through, get myself to uni. And then I kind of just thought about three quarters of the way into year one, I was like, this just isn't for me. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to go find a job, go go do something. And I ended up working for a solicitors for a little bit. Um, I got fired after a month. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, I, was, I wasn't I wasn't interested enough. Yeah. Um, it was like an apprenticeship, um, and then I tried a, another apprenticeship at another solicitor's because I thought that's what I wanted to do, get into like criminal law or something. Um, I left that one, and while all like my friends and family thought that I was doing this work, I was just going to the library and reading, watching YouTube videos, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, uh, just trying to figure out what I wanted to do in my life. Um, and then I literally, I just decided to do an apprenticeship in social media and digital marketing mm. uh, and interior designers i did that for a year um then i started working freelance a little bit um just with video editing again nothing really to do with football i did a little bit for my girlfriend's stepdad um who has his own business i was just doing a, just a bit, a bit of general video editing for him um and once i'd sort of got enough work together and shown that i was good off camera yeah um i'd emailed a they're not a show anymore but the pro i think the the tv program still exists sorry tv channel still exists um it was called british muslim tv Mm. um which is i can't watch i think like four four six on sky or something (laughs) like that um 
and I found the producer on Twitter, DM'd him, um, and basically just just from generally chatting to him, and I showed him a bit of my camera work. Uh, I managed to get a spot on the show, um, which I did. How many times did I do that? I think I did that once a week for about nine months. Um, and on the side of doing that, I was volunteering at Gainsborough Trinity Football Club, which are a team. They were well, they were in National League North at the time, um, playing non-league. Mm. Uh, I was doing voluntary um, commentating, uh, filming the games, editing the games up, highlights on the YouTube channel, uh, live tweeting, and I even got a spot doing some YouTube videos where I'd just do little challenges with the players and and sort of again work on like my presenting kind of thing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And when I'd sort of built up just enough experience, I was like, right, um, I always knew from where, as I started doing this, that I wanted to get into sort of sports media. And I was like, this is this is going to be the way for me, whether it be through YouTube or something else. Um, and the Redmen, I'd watched for years um, and I'd, I'd previously sent them an email um, just asking if I could do some sort of like internship for them, but I didn't get a reply. And after I'd got all this experience, I was like, I'm just going to try to email them again, just like a really good structured email. Um, and I sent it to them. Uh, I went to the pub with my mate. And while I was there, I got an email back. Um, and they was like, oh, we, we want you to just, just come down, it's like swing by to the studio, uh, spend a day with us, and uh, and we'll, we'll like sort of see what we think of you, kind of. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I did that, and then I went back a couple of weeks later for, I think I spent like four or five days there. Um, and then it started off just like a voluntary thing. I'd just go every so often, um, do a couple bits here and there for the mainly off camera at start. Um, and then they deemed that I was good enough to, to work for them properly, which which is sort of where I'm at now. Um, I still don't make 100% of my income from football media. There's still little bits that I do on the side, but I'm, I'm hoping by the end of this year that, that all of it will be from, from them. That's great. I mean... Just the, the idea of, you know, starting off by just literally messaging someone on Twitter. I mean, we're seeing a lot more of that sort of thing. You've just sort of, you've got to be quite ballsy, I think, in this sort of, this world. I mean, most of the guests that we sort of get on, we we just sort of, you know, off the cuff, just DM them, fancy coming on. Like like you say, the worst you're going to get is either no reply or a no, or the best is a yes. So, you know, you've really got nothing to lose by doing it. It takes five minutes of your time. And it, and if it works, obviously, it is for the best. Um, so, no, that's 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 great, mate, doing that. It's sort of the dream, isn't it, really? <laughs> Working in football media full-time. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's amazing. And, and look, I like I said, it wasn't a traditional method that I, I came in to it by. Um, I've got a lot of friends and, and I'm, look, I'm a, bit, a big advocate of, you know, going through education and, and uni and whatever but it's, it's just not it's not for everyone no. um and i've got friends that went and did sports journalism one one very close friend actually um went and did sports journalism at uni got his degree did really well i think he got a 2-1 um and he, he's just he struggles he, he does currently doesn't work in sports journalism doesn't do anything to do with it and he's, he's struggling to get a job in it um whereas i sort of went for the other end and i just i just started working a lot of the time for free as well and i think just 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 getting my fingers in as many pies as possible i think that's really. the key as well isn't it is is that sort of voluntary you know if you give people your time they'll give you it back um i feel like a lot of people will just sort of expect to go straight into a a job that's paid where like you say if you you get your fingers in a lot of pies especially if you do a lot of them for free you'll get a bit of a reputation a bit of a name and then it, it sort of gradually builds from there doesn't it really yeah um so what's the future then what's the plan for the future how far do you sort of want to go 
as far as you can? You know, Sky Sports, things like that. Yeah. Or... <laughs> um, so the thing I think is, I think it's a tricky one with with something like Sky because mm. there's so many limits and so many rules around what you can and can't do when yeah. working for like a big corporation like Sky. Um, I've been lucky enough to actually speak to Jamie Carragher a little bit on this. Um, and, and he was saying, you know, best job in the world. He, he, he loves it. But what he loves to do more is to come up because he, he's, he's, I'm not sure if you were aware, but he's made a couple of appearances mm. on uh, our shows. Yeah. Um, bit, bit of a friend of the show now. Um, and he, he was saying work like that if it, it's so much more freeing like it, it yeah. feels like he's just you know just just able to be a bit more free and express himself and look we know Carragher we know he expresses himself as much as he can on Sky but there's still just certain he's things he's completely different off, off, off of Sky though isn't he I mean yeah. when you listen to his podcast he's a completely different person he, yeah. like you say and when I've seen yeah. him on things like Red Men and <laughs> stuff like that he, he again he's he's completely different um He's like you say, he's more expressive, and and I think they a lot of people enjoy that sort of it's almost the creative freedom, isn't it, to to say what they want without the the potential for the, as much backlash. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I think for that reason, I'm I'm not I'm not sure if I'd ever do that. I mean, look, if Sky offered me a presenting <laughs> job, I'd probably take it. Like I, you know, saying all of this, but I I think the ultimate goal is to sort of remain with Red Men or buying my own platform, building that up, yeah. um, and, and doing something a bit more, you know, just that's my own. Um, and, and you know, like like I said, just, just earning like a full-time wage from, from doing that mm. would be the ultimate dream. Yeah, mate. I mean, like you say, if you can have your own sort of platform, well, you mean you have your own platform, you've got your own YouTube channel and things like that. So having that sort of creative freedom where you can do what you want so you know, us on the podcast for me and Simo, it was effectively just a place where we'd come on and, and, and sort of rant about football and have a bit of a laugh doing it. Um, but as things sort of gain traction, like like most things do, you know, we're starting to look at it in a bit more of a different light and trying to be a bit more professional and be a bit more legit and curb the swearing and yeah. the, the slander and things like that, um, yeah. you know, as, as hard as it is. Um, but, you know, it's the sort of things you have to do. Um, but like you say, Working for a corporation is completely different to sort of doing it on your own. Um, so, yeah. Uh, moving on, mate. I noticed on your YouTube channel, uh, your last video was talking about England, the England squad. Um, yeah. What do you make of the squads? What do you make of Trent not being in it? Uh, Were you shocked as sort of other Liverpool this. fans? I mean... Um, I, I, w- I was shocked because in the video that I just uploaded... Um, me and my friend was speaking about Trent and saying, you know, look, he, he hasn't had the best of, of seasons as an individual, but yeah, you know, it's probably down to the fact that Liverpool as a whole have struggled. Yeah. Um, and just because of the experience he's already got at such a young age with England and without England, you know, being a Premier League winner, European Cup winner, Club World Cup winner, Super Cup winner, the rest of it. Um. And and just the sheer quality of him, it would be madness to leave him out of the Euro squad. Um, you know, so we we'd said that on on my video, and and it was before I'd uploaded it, but obviously after we'd recorded it. So the space in between where the squad for the qualifiers came out, yeah. and obviously Trent being left out, I was, I was I was definitely shocked at that. But also, if you remember, it came out. Ooh, what was it now? Like two weeks ago, maybe a week ago. Um, that Klopp didn't want 
any Liverpool players or as little Liverpool players mm. as possible going out onto international duty because of the uh, quarantine that they'd have to do before coming back. Um, so I kind of, at first thought, I thought, is this Southgate, you know, because obviously Southgate didn't view what he said, Trent was like he wasn't up to the level that he was usually at or something like that and I thought is this Southgate maybe just covering his own back perhaps mm. um you know like because he, he kind of knew that Trent probably wasn't already gonna come or, or maybe wouldn't already come um so it's just an easy out to to be like oh you know he's, he's not being up to speed that's why I haven't picked him um but yeah I, I, I don't know look if I'm honest I'm happy he's not there yeah I'll, same I'll, as I'll me. put it that way same I like I, I, I couldn't, and I get, I get that I might get a little bit of, of backlash for this one, but I, I just, I don't. Unless it's in a big tournament, I don't care about England. So, um, so it's funny because you know, in the the screamers group chat, we sort of talk about this all the time. You know, club versus country, and I'm yeah. exactly the same as you, mate. I couldn't tell you England are playing in these qualifiers. I haven't got a clue. I, yeah, no, I've I, not. I, I don't I've not really. I, I think like San Marino is one of them, but yeah. I, I've not really cared about England for a long time. Like you say, a big tournament will come round. You know, in the summer, yeah, like, I'll happily go and watch it. Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to turn it down. But friendlies, yeah, qualifiers, join the middle of the season. It's not really my thing at all. Not not a chance. Yeah, I. I can't remember the last time I watched England mid-season. Um, you know, like the World Cup, I got up for that. Um, I was out with all my friends, um, you know, jumping on the bandwagon. <laughs> but again, it's you know, it's a major tournament. It's, it's almost for like the, the, I guess, like the social impact of things. Yeah. Um, just just enjoying being with your mates, supporting the footy. Because um, you're supporting the same team as well. Exactly. Which is something it's rare, isn't it? Rarely <laughs> happen. Yeah. Um, so there's like a real sense of community. Um but yeah, I, I, if I'm honest, I, I, but I did. How many Liverpool players did go on this international break? England, I don't think any? there's none for England. Yeah, um, yeah, the, yeah. I knew there's none for England. I, I wasn't sure if anybody think, else had gone. That was all. I think, uh, um, I think Alisson, Firmino, Jota, people like that have gone. But okay, I'm not sure that many others have. I think it's been quite a clock turn around and saying you're not going sort of worked for quite a lot yeah. of them, <laughs> uh, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, look, it's, like I said, it's something that I'm I'm pretty happy about. Um, I, look, we can't afford to be getting more of these, these stupid injuries. No. Um, it was Gomez, England uh, training, that he got his injury that put him out for the season, um, which put us in, like, a huge sticky spot <laughs> um, that we weren't already in one before. But, um, yeah, it's... Look, it's 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 one of them. It's like um, I don't know what the phrase it is. I'm looking for now, but I'm I'm happy he's not gone. But at the same time, I'm I'm a little gutted for him because I'm sure he would have liked to play for England. Yeah. Um, but on that in that same breath, I'm sure he'll play uh, at the Euros. Um, no no question. I I think although I'm not a big fan of Southgate anyway, I don't think he is the, quite the right man for the job. Um, and I don't think he is all clued up. Uh, to be like a top top manager, I don't think he's stupid enough to leave out someone of Trent's quality for the Euros. Yeah, I think I'd agree. Yeah, Trent will go to the Euros regardless of how he's played this season. I think it was a little bit naive of Southgate to sort of turn around and say, you know, he's not been good enough to be called up when the likes of Eric Dyer, who's not played well for Tottenham, people like that are getting called yeah. up. I think I sort of looked at those comments and I was a bit 
you've sort of contradicted yourself in that sense. You've called up players that have not been in good form, but you've left out Trent, who yeah. while yet while you know he'll probably be the first to admit that he's not been at his best this season. But like you say, the Liverpool team haven't been at their best. But Trent is still for me the best right back in England, regardless of how badly yeah. he's playing. Uh, yeah, no, he. He is for me. You can't deny his quality. And the thing with Southgate contradicting himself, as you say, he, he he's done it a few times already now. Yeah. Um. He's. I think he's guilty. He's very guilty of um. Just, you know, just having favourites. And Dyer was clearly a favourite beforehand. Anyway. Um. Because I, I saw the uproar about that. Yeah. Um. Which was yeah. It was it was, it was ridiculous. Um. But uh, if if it does give anyone hope, I, I think the last time Southgate said that Trent wasn't up to it um, when it was it was another like bunch of like international friendlies or something. But it was the season we he went on to win the Champions League and it made Southgate look like a bit of an idiot. Um, so if, if 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 anyone wants to clutch at some straws, hopefully that's the omen uh, we're going for. Some, yeah. Um, Champions League wise, you happy with the draw for Liverpool, Real Madrid? On paper, um, it's, y- it's a glamour isn't it? Y- yeah, it's... Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, it's... Oh, it's almost that that sort of, you know, is it time for revenge mm. after Kiev? Um, I think with with the way that their squad is looking, I don't think they look brilliant. I think they look beatable, even with the team that we have. Um, don't get me wrong, I would have loved a Porto. Yeah. <laughs> um, or even a Dortmund, really. I think I think Dortmund are a very beatable team. I know they've got the likes of Haaland up front, who's gonna be ruthless up against against you know, the likes of Phillips and Kabak. <laughs> but 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 I'm sure that we'd we would have had it, had enough to go past Dortmund. Um, but overall, I'm I'm actually really happy. Um, look, Real Madrid, like I said, it's 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 a chance for revenge. It's it, you know, there's probably although they probably won't like to admit it, there will be that extra incentive, that extra motivation to go and win. Yeah. Um, you know, from the the players and Klopp. Um, so I, I think I, I think we'll win that tie. Um, you know, I don't I don't want to start jinxing things. It's just you know, I just I think we've got enough to edge it. Um, and then it's Chelsea or Porto would be in the semis. Um, look again, I hope it's Porto, but I, Chelsea they failed to lose under under Tuchel. Yeah. Um, they've been playing some really good stuff. Um, so it, realistically speaking, probably will be Chelsea and and Liverpool Chelsea. It's it's uh, it's nostalgia vibes. When ITV had the Champions League on <laughs> Liverpool Chelsea, whoa. It's a great fixture. Liverpool, Chelsea, potentially um, semi-final with an Istanbul final waiting. I mean, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. If you're looking at clutching at straw, it's all coming together. Um, you know, so so look, I'm I, I'm 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 happy. Um, obviously, uh, who is it? Man City got uh, um, Dortmund. They got Dortmund. Now. They got Dortmund. And it's okay. PSG Bayern. So they'll probably go through PSG Bayern. I think that'll be interesting. Um, I th- I th- I think I think we've got enough, and I could be going out on a limb here. I, I think we've got enough to get to a final. I'd agree with you. Yeah. Have we got enough to beat a PSG, Bayern Munich, Man City? Because realistically, it's, it's going to be one of those three in in the on the other side of things to uh to get to the final. I'm not so sure. Saying that, if we did get to the final, I don't know who we're going to have back by that point. Yeah. I don't know what the squad will be looking like. 
because um, you know there's we see all these pictures and videos of Van Dyke just appearing on social media and, and you know for all we know that if we're, if we're in a Champions League final there's I, I guess slim chance or, or may it be it's probably still a, a you know a chance that that he could feature um, probably still too soon for him but I guess you know you never know Um I think I'm just I'm I'm just a little weary of Chelsea. Um, like I said, they haven't lost on the two yeah. yet. Um, There's nothing worse than, than sort of losing to an English side. Is there either in, in a Champions yeah. League? I mean, um, we've lost to Chelsea a couple of times and we've beat them a few times. So you know, the, the incentive yeah. for each side is there. The history is there. Um, like you say, it's a, it's a tough one. Chelsea are a different side on Tuchel than they are on the Lampard. They're a completely different team. I mean, they've re- proper revitalised, hard to beat. Um, it's it's a tough one. They're, they're just they're really it suits the way they play as well. It it, it does suit playing against Liverpool. Yeah. Um, you only have to go back a couple of weeks ago when they played us, mm-hmm. and you could see from minute one the high line that we play. It was, you know, they were getting the ball from pretty much anywhere on the pitch and just lumping it forward for Werner. Um, and we were in trouble a number of times. You know, we we would we were lucky that game, um, you know, to, to, to not get battered, really, I thought. Yeah. Um, I guess on the flip side, you can say performance-wise, we were terrible. Um, so, you know, we, we won't, surely won't be that bad again should we play them in the Champions League. Um, but yeah, over, overall, happy with the Champions League. I, I just... I'm I'm not too sure how it'll work with COVID, but I'd I'd like to see some fans back in for a Champions League fixture before the end of the season. I think that'd um, certainly be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, we we I think I think the team need it. They they need it more than ever at the minute, and and I feel like I, I hinted towards the start of the podcast is you know it's, it's one of the reasons that that I think we're doing as bad as we are. Um, obviously on top of everything else, I think that a lot of people say you know there's the twelfth man is a bit of a myth, but I think any side that definitely misses fans is, is Liverpool. You know, synonymous. Yeah. The fans and the players are synonymous with each other. The, the stadium, the players, and the atmosphere and things like that—they go hand in hand. So not having that, I think, definitely affects the players. I think people like Firmino are confidence players, and when the fan, you know, when the fans were back in, in there was only two thousand. You know, he was. He was right up for it. He, you know, it made a bit of a difference to the players. You could see that straight away. The Wolves game yeah. with Firmino, he looked like a different player. Um, so not the one we've just played. Sorry, the one where the we one, had fans. Yeah, it was four nil. Four nil. Yeah, and then the Tottenham game, fans in the stadium. Yeah, you know, scoring the winner. He's a, he's a showman, is Bobby. He is. He is. He's a showman, um, and he does naturally just play better with the fans. Um, yeah. Who knows? Who knows what the rest of the season has in store for Liverpool? Adam, that's about time, mate. Um, sh- floor is yours now, buddy. Plug your YouTube, plug your Twitter, plug anything you want to. Floor's yours, oh, mate. This is nice. I, <laughs> I probably don't plug myself as much as I should do. Um, yeah. If so, if you, I guess, liked what I've what I've heard, want to hear more about it, um, I'm going to start uploading more uh, regularly on YouTube on my own channel, um, which is literally just Adam Murphy. Um, if you follow me on Twitter as well at Adam Murphy Eleven, uh, it's got two Y's on the end of Murphy. You'll see all of my YouTube stuff on there, um, and that's where I just tweet a load of garbage, really. So if you're into that, 
then uh, then give me a follow. It will be muchly appreciated. And I interact with pretty much anybody that does, so feel free. Yeah, give Adam a follow. Uh, he produces some good good videos on YouTube. Um, so thank you, Adam, for joining us. Uh, short and sweet, oh, mate. I should also... Sorry. Oh, um, they'll, they'll kill me if I don't. Go and subscribe to the Redman TV <laughs> on, on YouTube. Um, if you've got a spare five ten pounds um so start a membership on the website that we currently don't offer a free trial anymore um but i promise you if you are a liverpool fan it's like netflix for liverpool fans um just giving them a quick plug as well because like i said if they hear this they'll kill me if i don't, <laughs> don't mention it completely agree with adam subscribe to the red men produce great stuff uh really good videos loads of liverpool legends all that jazz, everything you want as a Liverpool fan. Even as a sports fan, it's always good to watch. Uh, thank you, Adam. Thanks for coming on, mate. Thanks for giving up your time. Thank you very much for having and me. And thank you, listeners. Don't forget. Uh, we are currently still running our Manscaped ad. That's Screamers20 on Manscaped. You get 20% off and free delivery. Uh, so if you're having some grooming troubles, you need a bit of a boost in this lockdown. You know, lockdown's ending. Need a bit of a boost. Go on to Manscaped. Stream is 20 is the code. You get 20% off and free shipping. Cheery bye. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sport Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.